Welcome to Super Talk, the podcast that scratches your superhero itch. Just two suburban dads nerding out over superhero stuff on the small screen and the big. Buckle up, people. Enjoy the ride. Welcome to Super Talk, the weekly podcast dedicated to news and reviews of comic book media on the big and small screen. This is episode number 68. I'm your host, Brian Professor Pettis, and with me, as always, is my illustrious co-host, Titanium Tony Estrella. Titanium. Professor. Before any further ado, before we even get into what we're doing here and why we're here, yeah. I would be remiss if I did not wish you a happy oh. 39th birthday. <laughs> yeah, it's a big one. 39. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can remember 29 like it was yesterday. Right. Yeah, big and, one. And I, I've got a bit of a gift here for you. So oh, you're I'll, kidding I'll let me. you open this up on, on, on the air here. Wow. Um, don't. You know the the wrapping job is is what right. we what we have we we do with what we have here. Yeah, all right. Excellent. Wow. Thank you so much. You didn't have to do this. I mean, the weekend uh, hosting the weekend here is uh, quite enough. This is uh, this is challenging with one one hand holding the mic. Very nice. Careful, careful, careful. Ooh, 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 ooh. I caught up, huh? We'll get that later. Thank you. All right. Nice. Oh, wow. Oh, this is the Thor run. Nice. Yep. So that's the uh, first issue of the uh, Jason Aaron run that he uh, did for Thor. And that's the uh, start of the the God Butcher series. Wow. Look at that. So it's the Thor by Jason Aaron. Start of the God. It's a book. A pretty thick comic book. it's it's absolutely gorgeous and look at that look at the back so god butcher there on the back with thor yeah, fighting open the first page there wow. you'll uh, see something really familiar oh yeah look no, at that next one next one yeah that's straight from the straight from the trailer that uh that picture is straight from the trailer look at that that's amazing that's awesome well, thank you, sir. You're welcome. Appreciate yeah, enjoy it. it. Man. Yeah, you thank can, you very uh, much. Maybe do some research before the movie comes out in July. And, and... I've gone dark on that movie. I've no <laughs> social, I've seen, already. <laughs> I've seen so many like clips that I'm not watching on, um, on social Thor? media. On No, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm talking um, Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. no. no. I've gone dark on that movie. Which I was like, man, me. if you've gone dark on the Thor movie already, we've seen one t- teaser yeah. trailer. I'm like, what is coming out that we I don't seen, know about? We haven't seen anything on that yet. No, right? no. I think so. they're holding a lot back. Now, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get more after this next weekend when Doctor Strange comes out. I think there there must be something that happens in this Doctor Strange movie that, that kind of leads into Thor love and thunder or maybe kind of simultaneous with it or like have some effect on so that's why they're probably holding some that's stuff a great back. theory i yeah. like that i hope so yeah i do know we're going to get the avatar um trailer right during that movie for dr strange yeah, yeah that was something that was announced uh this past week um you know so marvel studios um acquired the avatar properties when um well let's say disney did disney acquired avatar through the 20th Century Fox purchase they made right. a few years ago. And uh, so Avatar is now owned by Disney. And uh, their trailer for the next Avatar movie, Way of Water, I believe is the name of yeah. the, the movie. That yep. one is the trailer is was shown at uh, CinemaCon last week uh, to theater owners. 
but it's coming to the theaters um, this Friday with Doctor Strange. So awesome. it'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be very cool. So, um, well, explain to what we're doing, the new yeah, setting. We're, we're coming to you from uh, Chestertown, Maryland. So this is yeah. uh, my wife and I have a have a home here that's uh, been in her family for for decades, and and this is our kind of little slice of heaven, our, our home away from home. It's it's a uh, very peaceful and you know uh, nice. Yeah, we got the water right behind us. We're right on the water, and it's uh, it's it's a slow town, a small town. But you know, if you want to come and relax and just do nothing and be happy, this is the place to be. Absolutely, it's so relaxing, and it's been a fabulous weekend. Thank you for hosting. Oh us. yeah, it's it's yeah. our pleasure, our pleasure. Absolutely awesome. Well, before we get into the rest of the show, first we want to thank the patrons, Patreon.com/slash/SuperTalk. These are the listeners that help bring the show to you. They donate a dollar episode every time we come out with a new one and uh, help bring the show to you. So if you want to become a patron, Patreon.com/slash/SuperTalk. We are still doing a swag giveaway for anybody who signs up to become a patron. So. Uh, Please do so, supertalk. Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash supertalks. That's how you get there. Check it out down below. Um, I always put it up on screen for those that need it. But, uh, yeah, thank those that are and thank those that are thinking of becoming one. Yeah, so uh, let's jump right into the show. We'll, we'll start with our review section. And, of course, we now have Moon Knight Episode 5 that came out this past week. Uh, what did you think? Uh, I really liked it. Um, this is becoming. This has become one of my favorite Disney Plus shows so far, and I tell you why. It's it's definitely wacky, but so was Wandavision, and I loved Wandavision. Um, it is absolutely wacky, but such an important uh, piece to the puzzle. This episode was. We got a great backstory. It was very dark, like the director said, and um, the acting in this. It really, this is probably one of the best episodes he's acted in uh, with himself. Uh, I thought it was phenomenal. Um, I, I like this episode a lot. I, even though I know a lot of people thought it was bizarre and they're still kind of getting lost on what it is, but a very important episode. Yeah, I, I, I was highly disappointed. Um, I think it's not too much for me to say that this is probably my least favorite Disney plus episode of any show they've had on air ever. Wow. So I was extremely disappointed in the content of the episode, the pacing of the episode, the fact that they took an entire hour out of this series to do this episode this late in the series. Um, I was really highly disappointed. I expected what happened in this episode to happen very quickly at the beginning of the episode and then, you know, kind of move on from there. But for them to take this entire episode to do what they did on the fifth episode of a six episode limited series was extremely disappointing to me. I was just like, really, this is what we're doing in episode five. Yeah. Um, that being said, I mean, I would have, I really thought that this could have been done earlier in the series. Right. And, and I, all this stuff that got us to this point, um, in the life of Mark and Steven and the Moon Knight character, uh, it's important to tell the story, but I believe it could have been told much quicker. Yeah. Well, I, I think it needed a, a whole episode to describe why he has DID and how he came to have this split personality. And I thought they did a really a great job of a very serious subject, you know, um, abuse in that way, child abuse in, in that way. His mother was beating him and he 
created these alter characters to to kind of deflect from that anger from his mother was uh, very dark. I thought it was uh, very important to the character moving forward. I, I keep forgetting that it is a limited series, a six six episode limited series. I, I just think we're going to see more of him in the future of the MCU, hopefully. No contract in place for, for Oscar Isaac. But I, I think I thought it was a, a great dark way to kind of explain his backstories. And you're right, it might have gone uh, a little bit further. The only disappointing thing for me in this episode, the, the acting was off the charts. The only disappointing thing for me is they did not answer the third sarcophagus, the red sarcophagus in the asylum. We didn't get that answer. And that was, you, you, yes, I agree with you. It was It was quite disappointing that they didn't answer all the questions. But they did do a good job of explaining what's going on. And, and like we said in, uh, in our other podcast, we are in the mind, a fractured mind of, of a, you know, someone that is borderline mental illness, um, kind of big time issues. And we also know that we're on this Egyptian uh, plane, this other kind of, um, I think, uh, Tawada, is that how you say her name? <laughs> You nailed it. <laughs> What's it? How do you Towerette. say it? Towerette. Towerette. Ta- I, I love this character. I hope they continue with this character. She's so awesome. The big hippo, uh, Towerette. I, I think she's awesome. And she kind of explains that they're in the ancestral plane, which is a great tie-in. Not the ancestral plane. Well, this is like it's beautiful. She mentions the ancestral she, plane. She, so this is a different they're plane. In the Duat, which right. is the Egyptian underworld, basically. Right. And, and she said it's one of many planes planes you know across multiple different you know and she basically is trying to explain to them that this is their version of the underworld and she said there's a number of planes like this like the ancestral plane oh it's beautiful and we know what the ancestral plane is that's what we saw in black panther yeah when he took the 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 herb um the purple herb yeah yeah the something heart herb um when he took his herb and he saw his father in the ancestral plane that's kind of where bost their god you know kind of resides yeah all, all of the kings all the black what a great tie in yeah i'm glad they mentioned that. but yeah for her to mention it's oh yeah i've seen it and it's beautiful and yeah so kind of just we understand that there are multiple kind of versions of the underworld or the afterlife in each like know, it's almost like a purgatory where you're waiting to be judged whether to go to the field of reeds or to the sand pits of hell <laughs> or your soul will be consumed right yeah, yeah. Right. so that yeah and 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 again, I don't want to take anything away from Oscar Isaac. I agree. He His acting has been great, and the way that he's portrayed the multiple personalities has been great. And this episode, he did very well in kind of bringing some emotion to um, explain to Stephen why he is the way he is and what's happened, and, and us as the audience as well. I thought it was very powerful. The, the, the things that disappointed me the most were, I think they could have done that in half an hour and then moved on, and, you know, we saw... Not the only part of Moon Knight that we saw in this episode was when we saw the scene of him, you know, yeah, having the contract with Kanchu. But there was no Moon Knight in the episode at all. Mm-hmm. Nothing about Harrow. The only Harrow that we saw was the, you know, the the, the do- doctor. doctor version of him, right? Nothing, mind, yeah. you know. Uh, we kind of got some scenes of what was going on up top, but we don't really know what's going on because we were in the underworld the whole time, you yeah. know, and and it. And again, that they teased at the end of episode four, and again, the ending of episode four being just so just weird and people not really understanding what was going on, we kind of were explained that very quickly, which I, you and I talked about last week. They had to do that fast. Yes, they had to. They couldn't get into this episode and wait 
15 minutes to kind of tell us what's going on. Like they told us pretty much right away. Yeah. We have got a fucking talking hippo. Let's explain that immediately. I'm glad they did that. Yeah. But the tease that they gave us in the end of episode four with the other sarcophagus and for that not to be revealed or we get nothing from that. Disappointed. That's my only disappointment of that. It was like in Loki when Owen Wilson's character never really resolved the issue of his obsession with jet skis. Right. I mean, I think a lot of fans were upset that that never got resolved. And I think this was the same thing. I, I still think this was a, a very important story moving forward with a, with a complete history and the emotion that they had to build for how serious this DID situation was, I, maybe they felt obligated. They needed the hour to kind of get more into that. Uh, I don't. I, I agree with you. They probably so didn't. many things in this episode that just did not make sense to me. Yeah. So, and, and we can kind of walk through a little bit. Yeah, of let's it. go. So we, we again we start off the episode with Towerette speaking to Stephen and Mark, explaining to them that they're in the Duat, which is the Egyptian underworld, yeah. um, and they're on they open the doors and find out they're on a boat so they're on this enormous boat in the uh, sands of the duat and the boat is taking them on their journey through the underworld and she happens to be driving the boat and she now takes their hearts out of their body and they're like stone yeah. replicas of their hearts yeah. and you know weighs them on the scales of anubis which you know everybody does and she's like you know the if the scales balance, you know, you're good. If, if your heart's weigh more than the feather, then you're going, you know, basically your soul will be consumed in the sands. Um, but if, if, you know, the scales balance or the feather is, is heavier, then you're going to go off into the right. field of reeds, right? And right. so Through she, the gates of uh, Ulysses? Ulysses? No. So that the gates Osiris, of, gates of Osiris uh, yeah. is, the, is the entrance to the underworld. That's right. not where you go. Right. They end up going there for another reason, and which we'll talk about, but... She explained very well what was going on. Yeah, it was. That, I thought that was great and needed to be done. And she also explained that the interior of the boat um, is different for every person, and it's usually something that their their mind kind constructs. of constructs to yeah. kind of help them through the journey. Um, and it, it was impo- it's important for the scale to balance, you know, before they get you know on the end of the journey. And so we understand that this whole mental institution was something that Stephen and Mark's mind created to kind of help them get through that journey. So, and it's just the flashbacks back and forth between him sitting in Harrow's office and then him walking through these doors to kind of go into his past was just, it was just weird, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the snap back and forth, you know, like he'd, he'd be doing something and all of a sudden he'd be back in Harrow's office, right? Yeah, I, I didn't mind the pace. I, I thought that was a really clever way to kind of take you through what he was going through. And when you're in the mind of somebody, something that's fractured as, as much as his, I, I think it was appropriate to kind of be choppy and flashed in. I, I followed it a lot better than I did the ending of episode four um, for some reason. Um, a, a couple of things, again, the thing that bothered me was no answer for the sarcophagus in the asylum. So we all assume that that other sarcophagus has another one of his personalities, which yeah, is Jake, Jake Lockley. Jake Lockley. We, we, we assume that that's what that is. And we feel we've seen Jake a couple of times in the show before, but have never been told that that is another one of his personalities. Right. Like we, we felt like we, you know, when Mark wakes up, you know, in the body and had just stabbed somebody, he says, Stephen, what did you do? And, Obviously, neither of them stabbed that individual. So, or recollect that they did that. Right. So we feel that that was Jake. Yeah. And so we've been teased this. And here's what I don't understand, Titanium. If 
she tower it takes both of their hearts and puts it on the scale and it has to balance and we, we'll talk about what happens at the end but why wasn't Jake's heart on the scale as well? Don't, yeah. don't you have to have all of them? Yeah. You know, to, to really fully balance. I mean, I, that's they could have done that early in the episode. They could have told us about Jake. He could have come out and they could have, they could have explained that. And then, then he would have been part of that whole journey as well. Right. I just didn't get it. You yeah. know, like why tease us the entire time and not pay that off? Yeah. I, I it just didn't make sense to me. Right. Okay. Um, but the, I, the entire journey of trying to get these scales to balance and tower, it says, Hey, you know, this has to happen by the time we get to where we're going or you're, you know, you're going to be in trouble. And Mark explains to us, you know, they see the souls start, you know, coming down. Ahmed, yeah. Ahmed from, has already started to judge people and they, souls are dropping They're but they're immediately going straight into the sand. They're not going on the, the normal journey. They're right. just coming straight down into the sand. Right. And, and Mark's like, we need to get back up there. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, can you get a message to Layla and to free ha- tell her to free Conchu and, yeah. and maybe he can help me. And she, and Tower Layla's says, the wife, the girlfriend, the girl yeah. that's been in the show. And Conchu is the other moon Egyptian God. That, right. Right. And uh tower, it's like, are you sure you want to do that? You yeah. know, you go back and she, he's like, yeah, we, we have to find a way out of here because you see what's happening and we need to stop this. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's when she, redirects the boat towards the gates of Osiris so that she can go out and get Layla a message. Send a message to Layla, yeah. Right. Uh, but then Mark goes back into the boat, and this is the journey he's on of trying to balance these scales. And we go through this journey of um, going in and out of different rooms that are showing scenes from his past. And it's really Stephen doing this, you know, kind of finally understanding. Yeah, figuring out who he is. They see a young boy. So they're, they're in a room of, with all these dead people. That Mark has killed. They're all the people that Mark has killed as Moon Knight. And, you know, he explains to Stephen, um, I didn't enjoy it, but these were all very bad people. They deserve to die. And this is, you know, Conchu, you know, his form of justice. And I was basically his, his knight. You right. know, I, I was, there was, this was my job. This was the deal that I made with him. But then they see a boy who runs off and Stephen goes running into a room and we see the scene of Mark as a child with his younger brother, and that's who this boy was. Roro. Yeah. Raul. Raul is his name, I believe. And um, But they're in their house in Chicago, and the two of them go off to play, and then Stephen follows them, and they're in a cave. Now, no. Yeah, I'm not sure where the caves are in downtown Chicago. Chicago they live in Chicago. Yeah. Number one, where is there a cave anywhere near Chicago? I mean— how many miles outside of the city would you have to drive to get to said cave? Yeah, I don't know if there's any in the in the you know there urban. Could be, there could be some near the zoo there, but <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's what I didn't understand. I think they could have now. They what could they, have made that an abandoned basement. Of they could a building. have done something, yeah. or he fell off of a, a rooftop, or yeah. accidentally, or something. Well, I like the drowning, and because there wasn't a lot of closure there for the drowning, um, you assume. Obviously, he they had a, a a funeral for the younger brother, but very scary. There, there's other ways they could have done that. Agree. That, that Agree. would have made more sense. It's like they get there. Okay, the two boys are playing in a cave. It's raining. It starts flooding. They can't get out. And we assume Mark ends up getting out, but he can't save his younger brother. His younger brother drowns. Yeah. And that's what, you know, Stephen's in there. Boys, boys, you need to get out. You yeah. need to get out. And so um, his younger brother passes away. And his mom... 
blames him, blames Mark. Mark's job was Brutal. to protect his younger brother. Brutal. You know, it's it's yeah. your fault. What are you doing here? You yeah. know, she was very angry at him and never forgave him. No, for never forgave her. Let letting her his younger brother die and would take it out on him whenever she could, whenever she got a chance. Yeah, which we Brutal. saw much later. I mean, she, but she was very mean to him, and and you know the father. You know, basically tried to explain it away. You know, she's she's suffering. She's you know she's having a hard time dealing with this. She'll get over it, but apparently never yeah. did. Yep. Um, but they see that scene, so we see we learn that Mark's younger brother passes away. Um, but then, I mean, the most powerful part of this episode was uh, a room that Stephen ends up going into, and, and Mark's like, "Stephen, don't go in there. Don't go in there. You don't want to see what's in there. Don't go in there." Yeah. And they go into a room, and we see Stephen. In his uh, Mark in his room, this is Mark as a child, and he says, "I better clean up before because mom, his mom is knocking on the door." Like he knows what's coming. His mother's coming into his bedroom to beat him again, and that is when his mind actually fractured. We see the point where his mind actually breaks, and he conjures up and he creates this Stephen Grant from the videos that he watches. Uh, about you know the Tomb Buster videos and the and that was a movie that he had watched with his y- younger, younger brother, brother a lot. And yeah. when they were walking off to go into the cave, they were playing those characters. They were pretending yeah. that they were the characters, and yeah. that's where he kind of made up that fake. He accent. made up that yeah to to kind of stay away from what was actually happening in the real world. He he created the Stephen. And we saw the scene of the first time he manifested Stephen. Yeah. He was looking at himself in the mirror. And his eyes roll back in his head, and then Stephen comes out yeah. in his ch- child body, right? And the look on Stephen's face to realize that, wait a minute, Mark is the primary here. I'm, I was made up. I'm not real. I'm, I'm part of Mark, and I was, I made, Mark made me up to deal with this horrific situation. Yeah, his mom would come into his room and grab a belt and just beat the crap out of him. Yeah. And he created Stephen as a way for him to kind of separate that bad part right. of his life from you know everything yeah. so Stephen was kind of his way to p- give his mind a break and let Stephen just kind of yeah. not know anything about this yeah um so that was just incredibly powerful right yeah. um we also saw the 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 scene of um the funeral for his mom his mom passes away and Stephen's like what are, you, what are you talking about mom's dead huge huge important part of the story uh we see that his mom finally passes away and it, that, that's the point where I think he loses control of the two identities, Mark and uh, Mark and Stephen actually kind of lose control of who's in control. Now. We saw that. Of, yeah, we saw that flip-flopping, and then he's calling his mom. He's like, ah, I'm lost again. I, I, I yeah, Mark's sitting outside of, of their home, and his father's at the window. Saying, come in, come, come in. Come in, you know, this is the funeral for the mother. And he's like, no, I'm not doing it. And he walks away, and Stephen shows up. And grabs his phone and says, hey, Ma, you know, it's been a while. And so, you know, this is where we've seen him talking on the, you know, leaving messages. I'm lost again. You know, I'm lost again. You know, yeah. I can't believe where I am. You know, yeah. and so, but Stephen was in denial, didn't believe his mom was dead. He's like, yeah. oh, I talk to mom every day. What are you talking about? Yeah. And finally, he, we get a flash forward into the doctor's office again. And he's talking to Harrow. And for the first time, Harrow, or not the first time, but it's been a long time since he's been able to speak to Stephen. And yeah. Stephen finally comes to grip with the fact that his mother's dead. Yeah, he realizes it. Yeah, it's, right. Ooh, uh, powerful stuff. I, I, I don't know. I thought I thought it was very important uh, in that you 
answered a bunch of questions there. Um, you know, when his mind actually fractured, we actually got that point in time when right. his mother died, which wasn't too far off to where they are now. Yeah. And well, then ultimately we do get back on the boat. And uh, again, uh, Tower, it's like, you got to get these scales of balance. This, is, this has got to happen. And the sand, you know, the, the dead people that Mark had killed start crawling over the side of the boat as sand creatures. And they start attacking Mark, trying to pull him over the side of the boat. Um, and Steven basically is like, I can do this. this I, I've got this inside of me. And he ends up, you know, saving Mark. He attacks the sand creatures. and I hits. like cricket. And yeah. He takes a bat and starts whacking them. Yeah. yeah. It's good. It was really cool. And, you know, Steven was able to save Mark. Um, but Steven ends up getting thrown over the side, um, lands in the sand, and turns to sand himself. Right. Yeah, that was and kind of... I, he I falls think, over and Mark's like, Steven! Yeah, you know, yelling bitch, after him. Yeah, Wilson! Yeah, right. Yeah, it was one of those. Um, yeah, it was shocking. I, I don't want Steven to go. I don't think he is gone, but uh, I, you know, Marvel has taught me and trained me to take things at face value. Right. So if Mark, if Steven is gone and he's in the sands, then that's where Steven is. So uh, even though Mark and Steven are the same person. so But the scales balance. Yeah, that, Steven, that was what the amazing thing. Once Steven fell over the side, the scales all of a sudden balance and right. boom, you know, she's, you know, and that was it. And he's and, in the field of reeds. And, and then he appears in the field of reeds. Yeah. Interesting, and that's how the the episode ends. Boom. Yeah. So, so many unanswered questions. We don't know what happens from here. A lot of questions they did answer, but you're right. There are still the Jake Lockley thing's very disappointing. But I'm kind of used to that. Like in the past, you know, Wanted Vision did a very good job of answering the major questions we had. Like Westeros, how did that happen? You know, like uh, they showed it to the us. Vision. How yeah. how is he there? You know, there's several things in that, um, except for the. Um, the engineer that made the thing that was, but that was us making more of it than still <laughs> right. very little questions, uh, uh, unanswered in that show, which I really liked. So they got one more episode, um, which should be a big one. The, the finale. Do you think we're going to get a big CGI fight? Uh, we, well, do, we see some of that in the trailers that right. we've seen thus far as we that. see Harold and Moon Knight fighting, uh, with a big moon, and we see like, Harrow and Moonlight fighting over top of some. Uh, looks like on, you know, on one of the the pyramids. Yeah. And then there was another scene in the trailer with the big bolt of purple lightning coming through. We haven't, one seen, of the, that we haven't yet. seen that yet either. Right. So we assume something like that's happening in the next episode. You know, the questions are, you know, one thing we did get in this episode, which I thought was very cool, we did see. Um, the scene of him getting making his deal with Kanchu. Yeah. Right. We did see that. So he brought Stephen to. Right. Uh, the 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 archaeologist dig site, yeah. Um, and he explained to him, you know, I this guy I worked for Bushman, so we got the Bushman name. He did say yeah, we you got know, the backstory on right. what happened to her father. Like, yep, we saw the father dead, and he said Bushman. You know, I was working for him, and he changed the plan. We were supposed to raid this dig site, but he changed the plan, decided to kill everybody and take everything for himself. And I tried to stop him, but I, I was un I was shot. And we see him crawl. I should have died, he said. Right, yeah. He, he crawled to the foot of the base of the, the statue of Kanchu. And this was we, obviously the tomb of Kanchu, right? So we found, found that. And Kanchu basically said, look, I've been looking for somebody like you. And he says, uh, you know, you can, you know, and Mark was going to shoot himself in the head. He was going to basically kill himself because yeah. he was dying. Yeah. And Kanchu's like, you know, you can become my moon knight and be my fist of justice um, or you can die. And he agrees to Conchu's terms and, and Mark uh, Steven says he completely took advantage of you. Yeah. 
He knew how fractured your mind was. He knew how, how troubled you were. And he took advantage of you. And Steven felt very bad for Mark at that point in time. He's like, he could have just let you die. Yeah. But he now made you into something that you didn't want to be because you were vulnerable. Right. Yeah. So we did get to see that, which I thought was pretty cool. Which throws back that Khonshu isn't a great god. He's, no, well. He's, he's, yeah. I think that all the Egyptian gods have some really big flaws. But uh, So that's the other question. Do we think Harrow is the one doing everything? Or do we think the other Egyptian gods are pulling his strings? Or do we think they're involved in this at all? I mean, there's some lot of questions there about who's really yeah. doing all of this. Well, typical Marvel, they set up, you know, we did see all the statues in the wall where other Egyptian gods or deities have been turned to stone and put in the wall with Khonshu. Um, so I think that's great. They can always bring those people back. That's always a storyline that they can use in future, uh, future endeavors. But I think... That, yeah, I think we need some answers on it might just be as simple. And I'm uh, again, I'm trained to kind of not overthink things as much as I used to. Um, I think it's Amit uh, that's kind of controlling Harold, um, Arthur Harold. But if if it's not, that's a great twist. I'd love to see that. But um, I'm not expecting any of that. Uh, the hippo, I think she's amazing. I hope she's in more um, because I think that's a great character. Um, and she is in the, the credits or the, the the credits for the next episode, so I think she does come back somehow. The actress that plays her, yeah, oh. the, that voices her. I, you know, there, here's here, here's what we do. I hope they tell us what was in that other sarcophagus. We got to figure that out. Yeah. How, how does he get out of the field of reeds? How does that happen? Right. Does Layla free Conchu? You know, what what we expect? There's a big fight. We've seen the, some scenes from the fight yeah. scene, but. Like, where is this show going? What, yeah. what What's the end goal for this well, show? Well, since we've seen the fight, we know that he retains the Moon Knight suit. But you're right. Uh, we don't know if he lost that power because Kanchu was st uh, being imprisoned in stone. Um, so those are questions that I think we're going to get in episode six. Uh, I think if they don't address the Jake Lockley thing, uh, it's going to be upsetting to a lot of people. It's going to be upsetting to me. It just um, didn't make sense. It didn't make sense it that they teased it. Sense. They teased it several episodes and they never explained it. Right. So I think they have to explain that. I think we need some closure with Amit. I think they're going to close out the Amit story uh, the next episode, but I'm looking forward to it. Again, this is probably behind WandaVision uh, right up there for me as one of one of the and, and solely on Oscar Isaac's performance. Yeah. And, 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 look, I love the character Moon Knight. This is not. Just the this episode just really just put me off. I I don't want to take anything away from Oscar Isaac nor the character, which I do adore. But you I don't want know. to see it's, more Moon Knight. You want to see more? Yeah, I just want to know where they're going with this. Yeah. You know, so we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully we get an answer. By the way, people, we got a big episode next week. Oh yeah. Well. So next week we're going to have the finale of Moon Knight plus our review of the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness movie. So that it's going to be off the charts, gangbuster next week for yeah. sure. Um, speaking of, let's get into our news section. Um, so Marvel did, uh, just yesterday, released three new episodes to their Marvel Legends series on Disney+. Plus. This is a, a show that they put on Disney+, Plus to kind of re-familiarize people with characters that are coming in uh, upcoming projects. Uh, so ones that we had seen before, and it's usually just... Hawkeye, yeah, we got a Hawkeye one. Yeah, it's just really scenes from movies and, and other things that they've been it's in like before. a highlight reel of the character. Right, reminding yeah. us of who they are. Right. Um, we already got one. So funny enough, we got one um, for Wanda 
Wanda Maximoff right before WandaVision started. Yeah. But now there's another one for the Scarlet Witch. So oh. it's actually titled Scarlet Witch. Wow. So they're, they're giving us an indication of who the Scarlet Witch is and probably with some scenes from WandaVision. I haven't watched them yet. Um, but then we have one for Doctor Strange and Wong as well. Yeah, they're very good. Yeah, I need one for Wong. He's a great character. I have a feeling he might meet his demise. I hope not. Cause, oh, boy. Uh, that, that would be that a big would be one. That would be a big one. But, you know, that's... I think they need to do that. You know, I think we're going to see it in Thor, Love and Thunder. I think we're going to see some big characters go down, uh, unfortunately. And definitely we're going to see it in, um, because James Gunn has already said it. We're going to see it in Guardians 3, yeah. All right, well, we'll see. So, yeah, go check those out on Disney+. Plus. It will help you uh, prepare for the upcoming uh, Doctor Strange movie. This next uh, piece of news you need to explain to me and talk me through it so that I'm not freaked out. When you told me this, I was a little nervous, but you... You got an explanation for this? Yeah, it's, well, so it's good news and bad news. So the the bad news is they delayed the Marvel's movie from uh, its February release date next year to July. And my when I first saw that, I freaked out as well, going, oh, my God, are they pushing back the entire schedule? Right. You know, one more slot. So uh-huh. now we're not going to get a movie next year until July. I'm like, oh, my God, not again. Yeah. The good news is they pulled up. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, into the, the basically similar, one week earlier, Frank. Uh, so I believe uh, the the Marvels was supposed to be released on February 17th, 2023. Yeah. They've moved uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, up to February 12th, nice. 2023. Nice. So they just basically, for, for all intents and purposes, just swapped slots, released swat, sl- slots. And I think the reason behind it, from what you know, I've been able to read, is... There were delays in the Marvel's movie, um, and they weren't going to get there on time. However, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania wrapped shooting uh, at the end of last year. So at the end of 2021, in like November of 2021, they finished filming. So now yeah, they're in That's complete... been in post-production for quite some time. Right. They're yeah. just in post-production working yeah. on special effects uh-huh. and, and the final cut of the movie. So that movie's basically in the can. I think they already did reshoots, too. Yep. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. So they're, again, they've got time to get that one done, but I don't believe I don't even know if they started filming the Marvels yet or not. Or if- I see a lot of video of her working out and training for it. I do think they have started it, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Again, for me, now that you've explained that to me, no sweat off my back. Right. You know what I'm saying? We're I'm not, not. We're ex- not missing anything. No, I'm not. Ex- well, not just missing anything, but push Marvel back even another slot. I'm not that excited <laughs> for that movie. You weren't excited for that one anyway. I'm not excited for it anyway. It just. It's not appealing to me. And we know nothing about the plot of that movie or, you know, what's going on. We we do know that it's going to be Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. We know that Tiana Paris's version of Photon or whatever she's going to be known mm-hmm. at, or you know known as. Uh, that we saw in the WandaVision. Spectrum, Photon, Spectrum, whichever. Yeah. Uh, she's going to be in that. We also know that uh, Ms. Marvel, who's coming in her own series this summer, is also supposed to be in that movie. Yeah. So um, you know, that's why they're calling it the Marvels. Hey, you know, again, we know nothing else. And and I believe they're just a little bit behind schedule and they wanted some time. Good news to me. Give me Ant-Man earlier. I love that character. He's one of my favorite characters. Paul Rudd, I adore him. Uh, but Ms. Marvel, hopefully the Disney show, Ms. Marvel can change. 
and get me excited about the Marvels, not excited for that movie whatsoever. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to see where they're going with that character, with the Captain Marvel character. I mean, you know, she has been, for the most part, from what we've seen of her in all of the Marvel movies she's been in, including uh, Endgame, uh, she's been a space-based character, you know, dealing with, you know, cosmic threats, you know, yeah. and, and, and she explained actually during Endgame that she wasn't on Earth because she was dealing with stuff yeah. in other planets. Right. And that's where, and even when she was... Uh, Speaking to uh, Shang-Chi at the end of his movie, you know, she wasn't, you know, she was, right. you know, being a galactic policeman or whatever yeah. she's doing. How are they going to integrate a cosmic-based superhero to street-level superheroes right. like Ms. Marvel? And why? Why does she right. come back? And why is she here? And what is she? What it's is the same her... challenge Nova has, right? right. Richard, Richard, uh, Richard Ryder is uh, the cosmic type spaced uh, superhero and... Um, Sam Alexander is the street level kind of Nova. So it'll be interesting to see how they work that out. Maybe this is a, a, a blueprint for the Nova show. Yeah, who knows? We'll see. But yeah, so that, again, good news and bad news. Frankly, I think you and I are both pleased by the news. We'd rather see Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Than a delay. Than right, a than, a, than a pushback, than a for pushback. sure. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that they swapped is actually, I think, a good for us because yeah. we're looking more looking forward to that movie. And we believe... That Kang the Conqueror is is the the main villain of that movie, and and it's possible that they're setting Kang up to be kind of the next big bad that the teams need to rally against. Yeah. Um, and hopefully that Quantum movie maybe that makes sense. Set that up. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. hope so too. And I did hear that um, Shazam: uh, Fury of the Gods was moved up a week because of the Avatar movie. Back a week, out. I think. Is it back or up? I think it was it. It did move. Yeah, it moved a week. It, it's only a week. It's either, either back or yeah. Or, I don't know if it's December twelfth or December uh, December nineteenth. Now it moved. It definitely moved a week, and it was to avoid being released on the same weekend as Avatar, the basically. number one grossing movie yeah. of all time. The the sequel to that, you want to stay away from that. Yeah, right? and so it that was, was smart. It was funny. I, I think the director of the movie, uh, the Shazam: Fear of the Gods movie, came out on Twitter and and you know he he tweeted. Uh, to uh, James Cameron and says, you're welcome. You know, basically like, like, yeah, we're, we're, we're not going to take away some of your thunder. And everybody's like, yeah, dude, you, you know, you had to move that thing. So yeah. no question. A uh, couple of other things. So the CW uh, canceled two shows that they had uh, uh, DC uh, legends of tomorrow and Batwoman both got canceled. So this is their final season and we'll, won't be back. Um, not surprised about either of them. Uh, I think, Frankly, Legends of Tomorrow had a, a pretty long run. I think had a very good run. Six or seven seasons. Yeah. It's been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, was really built as kind of like the third series behind uh, Arrow and The Flash. It was kind of an, another series. That, and they pulled some yeah. characters from both of those shows to be on Legends of Tomorrow. Um, it had a long run. And frankly, I was surprised it lasted as long as it did. You know, so I'm, I think that they're satisfied yeah. with the, it, the run that it had. Um, Batwoman... Boy, that that just has been that was a train wreck bit. from the station, a train wreck straight out of the station. Yeah, uh, awful. Well, we had you know originally had Ruby Rose in that role. She decided to leave the show a year mm. into the project. She decided to leave the show. They recast the Batwoman character. I haven't ever watched an episode of that show ever. Yeah. You know, so it's uh, yeah. It's, it, I watched a couple of episodes with uh, Ruby. 
Um, and I and I did like it, uh, but it wasn't great. No, you know? and I yeah. Lost the only interest. thing I watched was like the crossover event they had between all the shows, where you know Flash and and Arrow and and Batwoman and Legends of Tomorrow they all kind of worked together for some you know yeah. big threat. And that's the only time I saw her even, and that was the Ruby Rose version of the bet, but I haven't seen the new one at all. Yeah. At all. So, you know, no surprise. It had been not doing well either, so that I don't think that that's a surprise. Yeah. So. I mean, if shows don't fucking tickle our fancy. Right. And it's, and it's, it's right in our wheelhouse, then come on. Well, and again, I think the mistake there is they took a very C-level DC character and tried to center a show around it. Yeah. Um. You know, the other two most successful shows that the CW did were the Flash and Arrow, two pretty big characters. And Flash, obviously, an A-level character, but Arrow, even Justice like a League B-level character. character, right? They're Justice League members. Yeah. And it's like Batwoman just, I don't know, just never yeah. got Definitely there. Definitely a supporting role, not a lead character. Well, some other kind of disappointing news, and you had some insight into this, Titanium. Uh, so John Watts resigned uh, from directing the upcoming Fantastic Four project. So we know that they were making a fan, uh, Marvel was making a Fantastic Four reboot movie. Professor, who is John Watts? John Watts, the director of all three of the Spider-Man movies that Marvel and Sony did in cooperation. Hugely successful. So he did Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, and then Spider-Man No Way Home. Now that we looked this up yesterday, I think the sixth highest grossing movie of all time, uh, directed by John Watts. And he yeah. was had been tapped already by Marvel to direct the Fantastic Four movie, and he just announced, or Marvel announced on Friday that he's uh, stepping down as the director and stepping away from the project. Yeah, yeah, and, and you, so you heard that he he had said that he just wanted a break from superhero movies. He yeah, might come back in the future, but he just wanted a break. It's been seven years. He's been working on the Spider Man, the the trilogy for Spider Man for three uh, seven years. He wanted to step away and take a break from that. Um, which two things I, I, okay, that's great. And he made a point of saying that, uh, I hope to work with Marvel in the future. I would love to work with Marvel in the future. Kevin so it's not, Feige, it's not like a, no, I'm done. It's a no, just not now. Creative differences. We couldn't get along. They didn't agree. It wasn't that I, I, at all. It's not that at all. It's right. just, he needed a break from that. I also think it had something to do with Kevin Feige flew into a uh, cinema and did a speech and he said, during his stage time there that he had the top executives at Marvel and his top creative team on a retreat, uh, a couple of week retreat that they were somewhere, probably somewhere very expensive, probably somewhere very nice, probably somewhere where we will never get invited to. Right. Uh, a retreat where they were discussing the next decade, the next 10 years. Planning the next 10 years? 10 years of what Marvel and the future of Marvel and the shows were going to be. Now, he made a point of saying, now that could change and we could add, subtract some things to it, but we have a blueprint. A 10-year blueprint. A 10-year blueprint from, because really, Phase 5 is kind of still iffy. We know Phase 4. Phase 5 is very iffy. Phase 6, Phase 7. He has a 10-year blueprint of the direction that this is going to go in, which is huge news. Sony, take notes. I mean, take notes on this. Why DC, take doing, notes. Take notes yeah. on this. I mean, I think it's very important and it's exciting. But you um, feel that... that can you imagine being a fly on the wall in that I meeting? Know. But you, you feel that John Watts was part of those meetings, part of that retreat, and ultimately realized that if he was signing up for Fantastic Four, he was signing up for maybe more than he wanted to sign up for. Well, two things. Two, uh, 
whether he understood now the big picture and how he had to conform to the big picture. And that probably maybe scared him, was a like scared him a little bit, although he did it for three movies with the Spider-Man. Right. So why wouldn't he do this? Here's what I really think happened. We're going to get Fantastic Four sooner than we think. And he doesn't want to rush that project. He just finished Spider-Man. He doesn't want to start filming next uh, next summer. And I think that's what it is. It's like, well, we need Fantastic Four. Or maybe later this year they right. want to start filming that Exactly. Movie. Right. Exactly. And he was not ready for it. He's like, man, I, I need some downtime. I'm going to have to step away. Thank you so much for the offer. I'm hoping that's what it is. Well, and, and I, when you told me this news, my, my first fear was, oh, my God, this is going to push this project back even further. Uh, if they don't have a, a director attached. So my assumption is Marvel is going to announce a new director of this movie very quickly. Oh, yeah. I think they've got a, a short list of individuals they, they'd like to lead this project. And frankly, I, I think that they're going to tap into some of the resources they have over at the Star Wars side of Disney. Uh -huh. um, some of the directors that have been working on, th like the Mandalorian, um, you know, the the Ashoka series, the the the... Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah, series. Okay. I think that some of the, and like directors like Bryce Dallas Howard, for example, who's coming out in the, the last iteration. She's of, brilliant. Yeah. She'd be great. She, she directed several of the Mandalorian um, episodes. Ron Howard's daughter. Right. Right. She fantastic actress, but she's also a very well-known and well-renowned director as well. I mean, so I think, you know, somebody like that to, to lead this project. Oh, so. by the way, the, my impression was that John Watts is still connected to um, the Fantastic Four, maybe as a producer. So he, yeah. he's still involved. Yeah, so he I don't think he's... He just doesn't want to direct it, Correct. right? He yeah. doesn't want to spend that kind of commitment. Yeah, time. so I think Marvel will announce somebody very quickly. I think we'll get possibly an announcement about casting and schedule for that movie, hopefully, again, by Comic-Con. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, by Comic-Con in July... We're going to get some of these announcements. And maybe that's why they were doing this retreat. Yeah. Is that they need to have this roadmap so that they understand what they want to release to the public and when. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But that's the way to do it. Yes. Take notes. Get us excited. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And I, and that's the one thing I've loved about Marvel is the projects that we see and watch, whether they're on Disney Plus now or in the movies, we understand they fit into a larger picture and a story they're trying to tell further down the road. Yeah. We know what's coming further down the road. So when we see a movie, we're like, well, how does this connect into the one that's coming later? Yeah. Right. Let's create a shiny puzzle piece that's gorgeous, a piece of art on its own, but also fits into a larger piece of the puzzle. Right. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and some more news for Marvel. So uh, we, we got confirmation that the werewolf by night, special that's coming to Disney Plus later this year, we believe around the Halloween time frame is going to feature Man-Thing? Yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, I mean, they are, are building the Midnight Suns, I are mean, they they're not? basically taking the Midnight Suns blueprint and putting it together. Yeah, I think so. I, I hope so. But that'll be interesting. That'll be really cool. Uh, I do know that that is um, filming currently. Yeah. So we've yeah. got Werewolf by Night, Elsa Bloodstone, and Man-Thing confirmed for that project now. And again, we're under the assumption that we believe the first time we're going to see Blade in the MCU is during that special. Whether so. it's a cameo or a very short scene or some little part of that special. Dude. And you, you, we mentioned last week, I believe, that Blade is starting uh, to film in Atlanta and London, I thought. Atlanta and London, like later this year, right? Or uh, this summer. Th this summer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's well, exciting. I, I want to say Louisiana down Louisiana, there. right? Is it Louisiana? Yeah, yeah, Louisiana. Okay. Right. All right. And then, uh, <laughs> oh, these hits keep coming. Um, Amber Heard 
if you haven't been paying attention to uh, or watching the the Johnny Depp Amber Heard um, uh, defamation lawsuit uh, oh. that's in court right now, it is it is highly entertaining. Uh, the testimony is off the charts great, uh, but it's really shed some light on her that has not made her any more likable than she was before. I think it's made people very angry at her and, and not like her at all. So now there's this like big petition to get her pulled off Over of the Aquaman 2. Over 2 million signatures, yeah. 2 million signatures not on the petition. No. Well, you said that movie's already filmed or it's, been filming, it's right? It's filmed, yeah. I mean, he's he's filmed it. Yeah, so it's like you're not, you're not going to remove an actress from a project and have to reshoot the entire movie. Crazy. Right. But yeah, she is... She is digging her own grave, man. I would not be surprised if they pushed that movie to next year. Didn't they already? They already did push it yeah, to next I mean, year. Oh, they, they did, right? Yeah. They put it was the, supposed I, to come out later this year, and yeah. they've already pushed it into next summer. Oh, I, they or, should push yeah. it all the way back to next December. Boy, that. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen They need time for this PR Oh, yeah, this nightmare. has got a, this PR nightmare has got to blow over. Let's they don't want her on the PR tour. Smoke show. Absolute <laughs> smoke show. A, talk about a beautiful train wreck. That's what she is. But some of the stuff that's coming out about her does uh, not paint her in a very favorable light. You and I are on a, a text thread with a bunch of other uh, guy friends of ours, and yeah. they put this chart up there that you know shows like the – the hot axis and the crazy axis of women. And if you, you, you know, there's a fine line between being hot and crazy and you kind of want to hear, here's who you date, here's who you marry and all this other stuff. And somebody put like Amber Heard in the top right hand corner. Woo! It's like Off smoke the show, but just all loony too, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, we also got an announcement that both Venom three and the Batman two have been greenlit officially. No shock there. We kind of knew that these yeah. projects were coming. We knew yeah. Sony wanted to do another Venom movie. We knew um, DC w- w- now. A- who is who owns them? Discovery, Warner Brothers Discovery. We know they wanted to uh, uh, give uh, Matt Reeves Matt Reeves his uh, his his follow on project to, the, to this. Now I got you calling him Reeves. Matt it. Reeves. They want they want to give him his follow on project. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, no surprise there, but uh, no. I'm happy to hear it. Right, yeah, uh, I just hope not. they do something better with with the Venom movie. I, I I just can't help but feel they totally wasted an opportunity with the Carnage thing, just to kind of again a money grab. But we'll we'll see. And again, if it hopefully it now ties into this larger Spider Verse that Sony's trying to build with the Madam Web movie and Craven the Hunter and other things. So Morbius. we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> Morbius. Mm. Um. All right. Well, I think that's all of our news for the yep, week. So let's is. let's jump into our topic of the week this week. And uh, we plan on doing a little bit of a preview for uh, our Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness movie coming this week, coming upcoming weekend. And you and I are planning on seeing the movie Thursday night. Thursday night. Yep. And we're super excited. Yep. Uh, this is something that we, uh, I, Titanium has officially said, I'm going dark. Yeah. I don't want to hear anything. I don't yeah. want to see anything. This Thursday, I will be dark. I'm not going to be on social media much, people. So I'm not answering questions on social media. I'm not looking at social media. Oh, by the way, topic of the week brought to you by Studio GG Studio. Home of the man band, Corn on the Cob. Corn on the Cob. Yeah, bringing us the topic of the week. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, uh, well, we know the premiere is tomorrow night. Um, yeah. And we, we've also been, to- there's a lot of industry insiders that are going to be seeing this movie early, uh, both at the premiere and Tuesday and maybe even early screenings on Wednesday. Please don't spoil it. So, yeah. look, spoilers going to come out. We know that. Uh-huh. So, you know, we're going dark now. 
Marvel has continued to ramp up their promotional engine of this movie, and they've been dropping a little snippets here and there that are kind of getting us more and more excited. I know you've said you've gone dark and you don't want to see or hear. Look, I don't want spoilers. I don't want people to see this movie and release or tell me something that Marvel doesn't have any intention of telling me until I see the movie. Right. But the things that Marvel's released, I'm I'm fine with watching and I'm fine with seeing, you know. And and that's kind of they did come out with a couple more trailers. Are they releasing trailers. too much though? No, I don't think so. I no? mean, again, I, I think confirming rumors that we thought might be happening, yeah, yeah. is okay. Um, spoiling things that we don't know yet are happening, I think, yeah. is not okay, okay right? Yeah. Okay. So we we always kind of knew. Again, one one of the things. We knew Patrick Stewart was going to be in this movie. We believe he's playing some variant of Charles Xavier, Professor X. Uh, they did a couple of uh, new trailers where you actually see the the yellow hover uh, wheelchair that that he's in, and he's kind of riding in it. So that was kind of cool. But again, just Haven't confirming, seen it. we are not going to yeah. see it. But you, that's interesting. We already know he's in it, um, right? So again, confirming that he's in it. We've yeah. seen. Uh, so, you know, as far as like confirming cameos, right? So that was one. Uh, we know Billy and Tommy are in this, right? We saw that in one of the earliest trailers or teasers. Right? Yeah, and Marvel came out with a trailer uh, actually speaking to Elizabeth Olsen and talking about uh, Wanda Maximoff and the Scarlet Witch character. And so she did confirm that th we are going to see variants of her character in this movie. So what we've seen in the trailers thus far is not a single Wanda Maximoff. Right. We know there are already know there are going to be multiple versions of Doctor Strange in this movie. We've seen them. Yep, we've seen them in the trailers. We now believe that there are going to be multiple versions of Wanda um, from other realities or alternate realities in this film. So what some of the scenes of Wanda that we've seen in the film, we believe are now uh, variants of, of Wanda Maximoff, yeah. which is kind of interesting. Uh, but we know Billy and Tommy are in the movie. There's we believe there's a big plot or subplot about her trying to find them um, or rescue them or wherever, you know, and look, these were manifestations of her mind um, or her powers that, you know, these children were created in, in Westview, you know, when, when, when we had the WandaVision series and, but she still believes they're alive somewhere yeah. or could be alive. And somewhere. maybe in different in multiverses, maybe there are several variants of these children somewhere else that she's right. kind of um, pawning for. So, uh, we did get a, a small, uh, I'll say it was literally like two seconds. Didn't see it. View of. Uh, we kind of knew. Haley Atwell's version of Captain Carter. So we we saw the the Captain America shield with the uh, the Union Jack painted on it that yeah. she had in the, the What If series. Uh, there's just a scene of her sliding backwards and kind of uh, a jet. She's wearing a jet pack and the jet pack kind of helps her stop. And, and she's got her shield out fighting Wanda Maximoff. So. Uh, that was a really cool kind of confirmation. We believe that Captain Carter was going to be part of the Illuminati part you know, in this movie. Right. Yeah. Which if I haven't seen that, but which makes me believe that if she is part of the Illuminati and she is in that scene at Illuminati headquarters, we don't see her up there, uh, which makes me believe that they hid the rest of the Illuminati. They probably digitally um, took them out. So that I'm excited about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we know Lashana Lynch is going to be a version of, or an alternate version or a variant of Captain Marvel. Uh, we've seen her in the trailers fighting against Wanda as yeah. well, using the same Captain Marvel powers. Yeah. Uh, and Lashana Lynch was in the original Captain Marvel movie. She played... Um, Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo, right? Uh, uh, Brie Larson's friend or, or mm -hmm. Carol Danvers' friend in the movie. 
uh, but she is playing a version of Captain Marvel, so a version that gets the powers that 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 uh, that uh, that Brie Larson ended up getting in the movie instead, right? Yep. Um, and then Bruce Campbell uh, is also in the movie in an undisclosed role. So how do you know this? So he is a. Um, That's a little bit of a spoiler for me. Right. Well, he came out on social media and basically oh, he said, did? He yes, spoiled he, it? He, he confirmed that he was in the movie. So the rumors were that um, uh, for those of you who don't know who Bruce Campbell is, he was in the original Spider-Man movie with uh, Tobey Maguire. He and so um, he's a Sam Raimi guy. So yeah. it's just it's very similar to what um, our friend um, uh, James Gunn does with all of his kind of he yeah. has the same actors that work on multiple yeah. projects. Right. Michael Rourke, he loves him. Yeah, so exactly. Um, and his brother, right? So yeah. he's been in, in both projects. But yeah, so uh, Bruce Campbell is a Sam Raimi guy, and he was in the original Spider-Man movie. Didn't he play like the announcer during the yeah. uh, the the wrestling match that that Peter Parker gets into yeah. when he first gets his powers, wearing his his first version of Bone his Saw yeah. is going to hit you, boy. <laughs> that was Randy the Macho Man Savage. Yeah, <gasps> Bone yeah. Saw. But uh, so Bruce Campbell is a Sam, and he's basically confirmed that he's in this movie, and he's come out and said, "I, I really can't disclose who I'm playing, uh, but I, I am. I'm in, in the pro." And again, there's rumors out there that he might be playing a variant of Doctor Strange, kind of like a, a, a different version of Doctor. Wow. We know we're seeing multiple versions of Doctor Strange already, so uh, that would be very fun. So we, so that's who the, the people we know are in the movie, and, and the kind of the cameos we expect. But there are going to be huge cameos in this movie. They're, they're predicting huge cameos, and I don't want it spoiled for me. I want to go in dark, so I'm definitely We've off been of told media. we are going to be surprised. There's jaw-dropping type of, uh, I can't right. wait. Right, again, rumors about Can't wait. Uh, so question is, who is going to be part of the Illuminati? So let, like... What do we know about the plot so far? Just from what we've been able to, to tell from the trailers, it seems like uh, America Chavez is on the run. She's yeah. constantly being chased by something or somebody. And we know this takes place uh, a few weeks after Spider-Man No Way Home. Right. So it takes place kind of right after that. Uh, but we, we've seen the scenes in the trailer of America Chavez running uh, with another alternate version of Doctor Strange. So she's being chased by something or being you know, pursued by something or somebody. We don't know who that is, but she's on the run. And we believe she contacts our Doctor Strange for help or somehow they get connected and, and he's helping her escape or, or you know, we've yeah. seen some of that in the trailers. I, I believe they end up in the Illuminati building at some point in time yeah. because we see her in like a containment like, unit. Yeah, some yeah. kind of containment unit there. Um, and that's where we see that kind of alternate version of Wanda Maximoff show up. Yeah. And I think it seems like when both Doctor Strange and America Chavez are in the Illuminati building being apprehended, that that's when Ma Wanda shows up and basically attacks the, the, yeah. the, the facility trying to get America Chavez thinking that America Chavez can help her find her children. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so... We see Wanda fighting against multiple versions of the Illuminati. We see yeah. her fighting against, uh, again, Captain Marvel. We see her, I see now a scene of her fighting against um, Captain Britain. Or and the bots, Captain the Carter. Illuminati bots, obviously. The Ultron bots yeah. that, were, that are escorting Doctor yeah. Strange. We see her fighting those. But, you know, again, who else is on the Illuminati? Right. We, we know Professor X is on the Illuminati. Is, yeah. is Wanda going to face off against Professor X? We believe there's going to be some... Captain Carter. We know Captain Carver, we know Professor Pro X, and we know Monica Rambeau. Monica. So I believe those three are all members yeah. of the Illuminati. 
Mordo, I don't think is. He might be, yeah, or maybe. he might not be. He's but the one he, bringing uh, Doctor Strange into the Illuminati. Right. So whether or not he's a member of the Illuminati or he helps them or works right. for them or not, we don't know. But we believe we're going to possibly see a variant of Mr. Fantastic, which yeah. would be awesome. Possibly a variant of Iron Man, somebody else playing Iron Man from an alternate universe. We possibly don't know who that is. Possibly a variant of the Black Bolt. Um, who's part of the Illuminati? We don't know, right? Or or Black Panther potentially, or Maybe, the yeah. Submariner. Oh, Namor. if we get Namor, I'll right? lose my mind. So yeah, you know, it could be any of them or all yeah. of them. So we don't know. We believe there's six members. Or there was six chairs. There or There's six chairs there. Yeah, yeah. or so, seven. I think there are three, three, and then the, he was sitting in. His oh, the wheelchair. Floor, yeah. Yeah, so who knows? I mean, we could see this, and again, I think the rest of the members of the Illuminati are something that is being very held very tightly and very close to the vest by Marvel and they're not releasing it and they're hiding it from us yeah. purposely. Uh, I think it's going to be some massive cameos with some pretty surprising scenes, right? So yeah, I yeah. hope so. Yeah. Can't wait. Stay tuned. Next show, we'll go over it and break it all down. Yeah, we're so. excited. All right. Yep. Uh, great show, Professor. Yeah, uh, I'd say ring the bell, but let's, uh, I hear the birds chirping outside <laughs> it's time to get on the boat and go for a cruise yeah well that's it for us this week we'll be back next week for more super talk to get in touch with us on social media his via email super talk podcast at outlook.com or at super talk pod on twitter until then stay super everyone 